the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, everybody, what's going on? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you this hour. And you know what? No guests on the program tonight. The usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albert g at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. No guests this evening. So much has been going on in the beer world. I wanted to take the time to get folks caught up on all the beer news and issues and things that are going on, and maybe some interesting stories this hour as well in terms of, uh, you know, different things around beer and craft and spirits and all that other good stuff. Plus, I wanted to give my take again on some of the issues that have been going on in New Jersey. Uh, The fight is not over. It's only just begun in the Garden State, and I've heard from uh, a number of different people. And, and again, as as time goes on, things change, opinions change. Not that mine has. I think I'm pretty much the same as where I'm at. Um, but there are some different things that are going on in New Jersey. I wanted to kind of get everybody back up to speed on all of that. But let's dive into the news and notes. We've got a lot of it to get to. And next week's program is going to be a lot of fun, too, because uh, one of the founders of Founders and the brewmaster of Founders is going to be joining us on the program. They'll be in studio uh, to chat with us about the rest of the year uh, in Founders. There's only a couple months left in the year. And, of course, what's coming up for January of 2019, uh, January 20, uh, the, the year of 2019, obviously. And uh, they're doing an event, uh, a private event at a bar in the Bowery next week uh, that I am attending where they're going to be tapping uh, different beers in fact, the uh, the last keg of Canadian breakfast out is going to be tapped as well. So it's going to be a fun event. So uh, uh, that'll be on next week's program. But on this week's program, a lot of news, a lot of different things to get to. And let's dive right into it. So the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, announced uh, about a week and a half ago uh, a new multi-year partnership with Great Lakes Brewing Company. It gives the Ohio-based craft brewer name entitlement and branding rights to the main concourse bar by Section 117 that overlooks the Ohio Health Ice House. Uh, fans attending uh, uh, who attended the home opener against the Carolina Hurricanes got a first look at the new destination featuring, uh, featuring a trio of GLBC's year-round beers on tap, the Dortmunder Gold Lager, Holy Moses White Ale, and Commodore Perry IPA. Now, a rotating selection of GLBC's seasonal beers like Oktoberfest and Christmas Ale will also be available on tap. Additional GLBC beer will be available throughout the arena and in bottles at the bar. Live music will be an occasional feature throughout the season in the GLBC-branded space. We'll also be equipped with yard games and television screens so guests can follow along with the action as they enjoy their Great Lakes beer. Very cool. Good stuff from Great Lakes. We're starting to see this now in places. Obviously, the White Sox 
Uh, had a big deal with uh, with Revolution and some other breweries as well. Uh, obviously, Samuel Adams with the Boston Red Sox. That big deal, the first time uh, a, a you know a major beer company ha- actually has a sponsorship stake uh, within a baseball team, which is pretty cool. So good stuff going on with craft beer and uh, the the, uh, the various organizations. So uh, kudos to Great Lakes Beer for that. Um, here's an interesting one. We always talk about the San Diego beer scene and the California beer scene in general. Uh, on this program, but the craft brewing industry in San Diego County had an economic impact of about $1.1 billion in 2017. That's up from $870 million the previous year. This is according to a recently released study by the California State University San Marcos Office of Business Research and Analysis and the San Diego Brewers Guild. We get this information courtesy of the great website Brewbound. Now, according to the Guild, San Diego Brewers... Uh, uh, brewed more than $1 billion of economic impact is triple that of Balboa Park, including its museums, attractions, convention activities, and the zoo. Now, that's Balboa Park is where the San Diego Zoo is. This is also where the convention center is. It's kind of in that same area. They, they call it Balboa Park. That's the portion of the town. So all of the museums, attractions, everything combined tripled that of people visiting the Balboa Park area. That's pretty wild. The study also found that San Diego-based breweries generated three times the revenue, about $802 million, as the San Diego Padres did in 2017. That figure up from $638 million in 2016. Uh, the Brewers Guild Executive Director Paige McWay said via a press release, 2017 proved to be a successful year for the capital of craft, and these research findings truly show our vibrant region is on track for continuous growth. The full report will be released in November during San Diego Beer Week uh, from November 2nd uh, through the 11th. That is pretty awesome. So two weeks, I'll release the full report. But uh, I I will say the San Diego beer scene is amazing. Uh, My wife and I can attest to that. We were out there uh, in December of last year. Uh, on a trip and, uh, you know, a little vacation, a little beer stuff as well. But, boy, I'll tell you, did we have a great time. That is an amazing beer scene, the San Diego beer scene. There is so much good beer, and it's not just IPAs. There are so many other things out there to try, but, boy, I'll tell you, they nail it. And some of these smaller guys, like Society, really crush it with their IPAs. Bagby Beer Company, another great place in Oceanside, California. It's a restaurant and brew pub. They make some killer beers, and the food is top-notch as well. As we move on here in our uh, new segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So the chances of winning a medal at the 2018 Great American Beer Festival were the lowest on record. Just 3.6% this year, and that's due to the increased number of entries. That's from the Brewers Association Chief Economics, uh, Bart Watson. He shared this during an annual breakdown of medal winners, and uh, he wrote, Without considering which category was entered, a brewery that entered four medals still only had a 13.7% chance of winning a single medal, and even in a group that entered 20 beers only had a 50-50 shot of winning a medal. That makes it all the more impressive to see some breweries win multiple medals and also to see brewers who repeated medal wins from previous years given the low odds. It truly shows their ability to consistently make world-class beers. Watson also analyzed medal winners by size and found that regional beer companies overperformed their medal-winning expectations while breweries under 1,000 barrels underperformed, but they still win a heck of a lot of medals. According to Watson, breweries producing more than 15,000 barrels annually were expected to win 24.6 medals during this year's contest, but those beer companies actually took home 55 medals. Meanwhile, breweries making under 1,000 barrels were expected to win 168.4 medals, but they won 122 medals. That's pretty cool. So, again, we get that from Brewbound. So, 
the amount of people uh, you know, who win, it's just, again, 3.6%. So there was a lot of entries uh, at the Great American Beer Festival, which goes to show you, obviously, the increase in uh, craft breweries, and everybody wants to get their beer there. Because, listen, let's face it, when you win a medal at the Great American Beer Festival, it's something you can pound your chest on and say, look, uh, the best beers in the world or in the country have come to try and you know, uh, compete here, and we beat those people out. So uh, that is, uh, that's pretty remarkable when you consider the low amount, uh, the percentage-wise, of trying to win a medal there. And then in late September, California governors, we go back to California, Jerry Brown, the governor, signed a new law allowing brew pubs with Type 75 licenses, retail restaurant licenses with brewing privileges between 100 and 5,000 barrels annually, to sell their products for off-premise consumption. The new law also tightens the requirements for obtaining the license, requiring license holders to operate at least a seven-barrel brewing system and produce and sell at least 200 barrels annually. Previously, Type 75 licenses were required to produce at least 100 barrels per year with no sales requirements, which led some people to seek the licenses as a cheap way of obtaining a liquor license. The bill supported by Artisanal Brewers Collective, a restaurant and brew pub group started by former Golden Road Brewer uh, co-founder Tony Yanow, which operates brew pubs in Los Angeles and San Diego. So now these guys are going to be able to produce beer that you can actually buy, uh, whether it's growlers or crowlers or cans, and be able to uh, sell your products uh, for off-site consumption. So good stuff, again, coming out of California, which, again, is killing it with a lot of their beers. And then finally, Michigan lawmakers uh, voted last week in favor of banning the use, possession, and sale of marijuana-infused beer, wine, and spirits. According to the Detroit News, Governor Rick Snyder expected to sign the bill into law Meanwhile, Michigan voters will decide whether to make recreational use of marijuana legal during the November midterm elections. Medical marijuana use is already legal in the state. So uh, for those companies like Lagunitas uh, and a number of others that have been trying to uh, infuse cannabis and things into the beer, I don't think that I think that means they're not going to be allowed to sell uh, those types of beers in the state uh, of um, uh, of Michigan. So uh, that'll be interesting to see where where it comes out. You know, the whole marijuana thing is is really it's a tricky subject. Do you legalize it? Do you not legalize it? We've seen uh, success in Colorado. We're seeing success in California. But again, that's tempered by the fact that there is no real test to show, you know, whether or not you're high or not. I mean, my wife and I saw signs all over California before we left because it was going into effect on January 1st. You know, if you drive high, you'll get a DUI. But how do they know that a person's high? And what's the test that they can show that proves that you're legally high? I mean that's that's the thing. Where where's the threshold? Where is is it? No matter what, whether you take a hit and that's it, you're high, or you know, is it a certain amount? I don't know. That remains to be seen. And I think until you get a test that actually shows what level of of marijuana is in your system, it's going to be tough to to charge somebody and prosecute them uh, from a legal standpoint. I don't know. We will see when we come back after a short break. More news from around the beer world, and we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. It's now a matter of days before America decides who will run the country for the next two years. Republicans have benefited from having a Republican in the White House, but losing the House or Senate would give the country back to the left-wing lunatics. Can you save this booming economy? Do we need to keep up the jobs growth? Do we need to keep adding the right judges to the high court? Do we need to keep ISIS on the run? Look, this one is too important to sit out. The epic battle must be won, and it's not over yet. AM 970, the answer. 
If I say Mr. Italy, what comes to mind? To me and my family, Mr. Italy was, without a doubt, Mario Perillo. The Perillo family has been operating top-quality tours to Italy for over 74 years. They must be doing something right. Well, I say they're doing everything right. Carrying on the Perillo family tradition of excellence today is CEO Steve Perillo, making sure the business which carries his family name is nothing short of spectacular for each and every traveler. Consider the popular 14-day Italy North Classic Tour. Rome, Sorrento, Florence, Venice, and Milan. In one wonderful tour, you will see the heart of Italy and come home with memories that will last a lifetime. Maybe it's that special anniversary or a magical setting to renew your vows. That special person in your life deserves the best. Join Steve Perillo on a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. Call for the Perillo 2019 Italy brochure at 888-PERILLO. That's 888-PERILLO, P-E-R-I-L-L-O, or 888-737-4556, or visit PerilloTours.com. For simply the best travel experience of your life, Perillo Tours. This is Sebastian Gorka, former strategist of Donald J. Trump. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that doesn't mean our enemies have disappeared. In my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, we take off the blinders of political correctness from the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. It's Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970. The answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me. Oh, it's easy. On Twitter, at Algatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. No guests tonight on the program. It's all me for the hour to go over so much of the news that has been going on in the last few weeks that I have not been able to get to. A little Guns and Roses, a little GNR from their live era, uh, 87 to 93 disc. It's all uh, live from them. Uh, you know, pretty tied up. Good song. One of the few, it's, it's funny, I heard this on iHeartRadio the other day, the studio version 
of Pretty Tied Up. And um, Guns N' Roses, to me, is one of those bands that is uh, somewhat overrated. They really came out of the box fast in 87 with Appetite for Destruction. After that, they really, to me, they didn't have as much of an impact on my life as I thought. In fact, when the, when the album first came out, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. I thought Axel's voice was annoying and shrilling. Um, but I got used to it after listening to it a bunch of different times and the, obviously the, the tremendous guitar work from Slash, uh, which I find Slash to be one of those underrated guitarists that people don't talk about in certain circles. But he is a very, very good guitarist. Not epic, but very, very good. But anyway, um, I, I always felt like GNR had that one big album. They had a couple of hits sprinkled in. November Rain, I can't stand. Every time it's on, I turn the radio off. I can't. I just can't stand that song. But, uh, you know, I used to love her. That's a good song. Um, a, a lot of the stuff from, of course, the first album from Advertise for Destruction is really good. Uh, and, and again, sprinkled in with, with, you know, different things. I thought he did a credible job, Axel, with ACDC taking over for them uh, when uh, Brian Johnson was uh, let go from the group. But, again, I, Axel might want to mix a salad in every once in a while. Just saying. Uh, so let's get into some news and notes here. Uh, as we continue on here in our second segment of the program, in our third segment, we're going to have some more information, more news uh, as well. Dogfish Head has introduced a new artist and beer lineup for the oft-centered art series, is ready to kick it off. The October release of the beloved 75-minute IPA in 12-ounce bottles. Uh, this, of course, the classic IPA brewed with maple syrup from Sam Calagione's uh, family farm. The beer continually hopped during the entire boil, then dry hopped with a slew of, uh, slew of Cascade hops. 75-minute IPA uh, started as a cast-conditioned uh, ale at the, the Rebooth uh, Brew Pub in, in 2011. The 18 version of 75-minute IPA is a new evolution of this cult-favorite IPA. I do like the 75-minute a lot. A lot of people are big fans of the 60 or the 90. The 90 is okay for me. I really dig the 60. The 60 I can drink a lot of. The 75-minute is one of those, mm, it comes around, you definitely want to... Uh, Grab at it. And the off-centered art series artist Michael Hacker uh, created the artwork for the beers. Um, he says since 75-minute IPA is a combination of two dogfish innovations, the 60-minute and the 90-minute, he wanted, Hacker wanted to artfully portray the brewing process with Calagione as the original mad scientist of the early craft beer movement. So the uh, off-centered art series beers will roll out over the next 18 months, and it'll include 75-minute IPA, the Perfect Disguise, which is an 8% American double dry-hopped IPA disguised as a Kolsch, Dragons and Yum Yums, that's a 6.5%, a lip-smackingly tropical pale ale, and pumpkin ale at a 7% ABV, a full-bodied brown ale, Brewed with real pumpkin, I imagine then over the next 18 months, the pumpkin ale is the one that's going to come out next October. And of course, for more information about any of Dogfish Head's beers, just visit dogfish.com. Now, this is really cool. Four local breweries in New Jersey have collaborated to feed local families. So this uh, beer was brewed by, as I said, four different New Jersey breweries all down south. Double Nickel Brewing. Uh, of Pensalking, uh launching the new annual initiative. They teamed up with Kate May, Tonewood, and Urban Village Brewing in Philadelphia for an inaugural charity brew, a potluck-style IPA called Friendsgiving, which is going to be released on November 8th. The Friendsgiving initiative has the goal of supporting local charities that work towards feeding food insecure families throughout the South Jersey and Philadelphia region. This was born from a brainstorming meeting at Double Nickel, 
and the idea quickly grew from a casual beer name suggestion into what is now planned to be an annual charity initiative. So uh, John Dalesy, the marketing director at Double Nickel, said they came up with the idea while working on names for our November limited beer release. They threw a bunch of different names around, obviously Friendsgiving, somebody had suggested, and the thought came up that it could be a cool name for collaboration between multiple breweries rather than what had been more traditionally been between just two breweries. They talked about it some more. They approached Cape May, Tonewood, and Urban Village, who all were quick to jump on. Now, this beer was brewed uh, on October 4th. It is, again, being called Potluck IPA, a term coined during a planning session. Each brewery involved brought an undisclosed variety of hops to the brew day, which included Nelson Savon, Apollo, Mosaic, Idaho 7, and Amarillo. A number of events planned to uh, celebrate the launch of the beer. It's a 16-ounce can and draft release. That's going to be held on November 8th at the tasting room of Double Nickel. A special Friendsgiving launch party will be held at the Tap Room and Grill in Hayden Township on Saturday, November 10th. And then an additional Philadelphia event will be held at Urban Village Brewing on Thursday, November 15th. Each event will feature representatives from all four breweries. They'll include giveaways, raffles, and the opportunity to purchase limited-release merchandise. And following the November 8th release uh, of the uh, Friendsgiving, it'll be available on draft and in 16-ounce cans excuse me, at retailers, bars, and restaurants throughout the New Jersey and the Philadelphia area. The proceeds from Friendsgiving are going to be donated to three local charities, Cathedral Kitchen and Sacred Heart Church, both of Camden, New Jersey, as well as Phil Abundance of Philadelphia, each organization chosen for their mission to feed struggling families throughout the area. Each of the breweries call home. Uh, the initiative expected to raise a total of 30000 for these charities with hopes to exceed that number at the end of the program. And they have a mission statement uh, for the newly formed initiative. Friendsgiving is our way of turning a little creativity, camaraderie, community, and collaboration into support for feeding families struggling to put food on the table, the four C's. So pretty cool from uh, those brewers. Good luck to them. That's going to be coming out in early November. Our good friends from Breakside Brewery have released two hazy IPAs. Um, the, of course, Breakside is really known for a lot for their you know innovative, experimental, diverse beers, sours, those types of things. Uh, they have two distinct hazy IPAs this quarter. Uh, the first is What Roughed Beast, the brewery's signature hazy IPA, a New England-style IPA with a clean malt character, balanced top bitterness that is distinctly Northwest. Uh, the brand-new Coming Out Party gives a little taste from down under with a New Zealand-grown hop and is softer, heavier, and more of a full New England hazy experience. So... Um, Let's see, the, the What Rough Beast is going to be coming out at a 6.8% ABV with a 55 IBU. Coming out party uh, will be, let's see, this was originally a collaboration with Comrade Brewing in Denver, but now is more of their beer, Breakside's beer. It's extremely limited at 7.8% ABV and an IBU of 92. Hoping to get some samples of those two beers uh, to try because uh, that will be interesting. It'll be available on draft in 22-ounce bottles wherever Breakside is sold. They are available now. Uh, Breakside is available in New York. It is not available in the state of New Jersey, unfortunately. And Tim Pewitt from Wet Ticket, uh, one of the co-owners and the brewmaster for this Rahway-based brewery, he sent me a text uh, last weekend. Uh, we were chatting back and forth about a couple of things, and he gave me a heads-up for some new beers that are coming out. So if you're looking to visit Wet Ticket over in Rahway, New Jersey, uh, you can try some new stuff. First up, a new Session IPA. It's available now. And he didn't confirm it with me yet, uh, but it may be called Prove It All Night, kind of a, a Springsteen-esque 
uh, take on the beer. But that name may change as I'm recording this. It may change by the weekend, so you never know. And coming up in a few weeks, a new one-way ticket, which will be a single hop mosaic IPA. So kudos to Tim on those uh, new beers. Still waiting for the dream ticket, though. Tim, if you're listening to the program, dream ticket, my friend. You got to get some more dream ticket out there. That is a fantastic beer. My neighbor keeps sounding me about it. Uh, when are they going to come back with it? My other friend keeps sounding me about it. When is he going to come back with it? I keep saying he's going to, he's going to, he's going to. But when he does, I don't know. Um, but Tim, if you're listening, dream ticket. Got to get it back in the hopper and and get things moving. Uh, like I said, Wet Ticket is really doing a great job uh, with their beers out there. And New Jersey as a whole is doing a great job. It's a great collaboration effort between these four breweries down south uh, in New Jersey to help uh, you know feed families that are struggling for food. There is a lot of good collaborative effort that's coming out of uh, the breweries in New Jersey. My bigger issue here as we move forward, the New Jersey uh, ABC, what are they going to do uh, with the the regulations that are in place now? They want to change the regulations. They want to do different things. What is going to happen here? There, there, There is a change that is coming to New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Whether it's going to be for the good of the brewers or for worse for the brewers remains to be seen. The bottom line is, these guys, uh, the, the, the legislature and the NJABC need to come up with a collective plan moving forward to clearly regulate beer in the state of New Jersey and stop falling so far behind with two neighboring states in Pennsylvania and New York. Stop shooting yourselves in the foot. Start putting small business first and get it out there and help promote these small businesses. All they're trying to do is to make a living. When we come back after a short break, we got more news for you. Got tons of stuff going on. And then, of course, Suds and Duds to finish out the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 41 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York Police Department is pulling thousands of body cameras after one exploded. Ryan Pierce fills us in. The department says this weekend an officer noticed smoke coming out of a body cam he was using for a midnight patrol. After he removed it, the device exploded. The department says the incident revealed a potential for the battery inside the camera to ignite. The issue affects about 3,000 LE5 cameras, which are all being removed from service. Officers using other camera models will continue to use them as required. Ryan Pierce, NBC News Radio. Thanks, Ryan. A deputy with the Bergen County Sheriff's Office is recovering from minor injuries after being hit while diverting traffic. It happened on Saturday evening in Paramus after a tractor-trailer crash on Route 17. Apparently, a driver went through traffic cones and hit the officer's patrol car. That driver is not facing any charges, and the deputy is expected to recover. In sports, well, the Jets lost to the Vikings this afternoon, 37-17. In the NHL, the Flames beat the Rangers 4-1. Traffic delays, well, if you're on the New Jersey Turnpike, we've got a crash northbound at exit 10. Two lanes are down. Traffic backed up to the Sergeant John Bazalone Memorial Bridge. Turnpike is also slow southbound at exit 9. You've got a closure due to a crash on 27 southbound from Raymond Road to Shaw Drive. And we do have some delays backed up to Promenade Boulevard. Watch out for some more delays traveling on 208 southbound from Summit Avenue to Union Ewing Avenue, that is. That's a closure because of a crash. Looks like a pretty good ride at the GWB in and out, upper and lower decks, no problems. Holland, Lincoln Tunnels are a pretty good ride at this point. 
Weather for tonight, mostly clear, lows of about 38 degrees. For your Monday, sunshine, high near 53. And as we look ahead for Tuesday, it'll be a partly sunny day with some highs reaching near 60 degrees. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New Jersey Army National Guard. Aired by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com. iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970. The answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And don't forget, we are Alexa ready as well. You just say to your Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and bingo. You get to hear uh, the entire beer show right on your Amazon platform. Life to Fix from the uh, latest from uh, the record company, uh, which is uh, titled the All of This Life. Uh, they actually just played uh, Thursday night in New York City. Didn't get a chance to see them. Next time around they come, though, I really do have to go and check those guys out. They are a lot of fun. Really enjoy that band uh, very much. So there's no guest tonight on the program. Usually this is the segment where we'll have a guest on the program. But there was so much news going on that I really wanted to catch up on a lot of the beer stuff that's been going on over the last several weeks. Uh, and, you know, and basically in months, too. So we'll have suds and duds in our final segment of the program of the various beers that I've had uh, over the last several weeks. But so many interesting things that have popped out in the news. One of them, the big one this week, climate change apparently could cause a hike in beer prices. A new study that was published in the journal Nature Plants say uh, droughts uh, and higher temperatures caused by climate change will reduce the amount of barley being produced. Crops of one of the main ingredients in beer, obviously barley, could drop anywhere from 3 to 17%. That would limit the beer supply, significantly cutting the amount of beer that Americans drink. It would also raise the price of beer, possibly putting the drink out of reach for millions of people around the world. This is a serious issue. Obviously, you know, wheat, barley, uh, water, uh, hops, these are all important ingredients that go into a beer. So by by having less barley around, obviously you're not going to be able to produce beer. And 
the fact that you'd have less of it around means the price of it would be that much more expensive. So what would end up happening? It would mean that a lot of small and independent brewers would kind of be, you know, out of luck here at this point. So uh, it's an interesting thing. We'll continue to follow this story. And if there are any developments on it, of course, uh, we will let you know. Great news uh, for the folks at Catskill Brewery. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Kirsten Gillibrand announced uh, this last Monday uh, $133,000 in federal funding for the County of Sullivan Industrial Development Agency to help the Catskill Brewery. The IDA is going to use it to purchase brewing equipment to lease it to the Catskill Brewery in Livingston Manor. New equipment will include uh, three lagering tanks, two fermenters, a whirlpool, a photo tank, a canning line, hoses, clamps, and yeast brings through this investment, the brewery will be able to expand their operations and create four new jobs. Federal funding provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Rural Business Development Grant Program. The competitive grants support technical assistance, training, and other activities develop or expand small and emerging private businesses. That was from directly from Catskill Brewery's page. And uh, kudos to the folks at Catskill Brewery. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Livingston Manor, a great little town uh, in western New York. Uh, was at the brewery over the summer. Uh, my neighbor actually has a house in Livingston Manor, and we spent a weekend up there, and we ended up visiting uh, the Catskill Brewery. And that's great that they're getting a grant to get them uh, more equipment and obviously um, to add jobs. That is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, because to be honest with you, that Livingston Manor to me reminds me of a town um, that is. I don't want. I guess the, the. I guess the good word would be depressed. It's a depressed town. You, there are a lot of nice things in the town, but there are also some things that are run down in this town. And there's an influx of money, and it's obviously p- people from New York City that are coming to uh, put that money into the town. But it's nice to see that the brewery is thriving, and by getting this federal grant, uh, will allow them to expand even more. So kudos to Catskill Brewery. That's awesome. Staying in New York, Remarkable Liquids, a craft beer focused wholesaler based in Albany has expanded beyond its borders of New York. The company last week announced it had launched statewide distribution of 15 brands into New Jersey. That's awesome. Uh, Interest from Remarkable's existing suppliers as well as Garden State retailers pushed the distributor to expand its service area outside of its home state of New York. That, according to partner Matt Harmon, he told Brewbound it felt it just felt like an extension of New York. There's a lot of crossover business that there uh, there that made sense for us. So in early August. Remarkable started selling beers from a number of different breweries into um, uh, New Jersey. Bloodville Brewery, Brewmaster Jack, Foreign Objects Beer Company, Gunhill Brewing, uh, McKellar, uh, Prairie Artisan Ales, Swiftwater Brewing, Thin Man Brewery, uh, Zero Gravity, all throughout New Jersey. Really cool. So Remarkable is in talks with some of its current suppliers who do not currently sell beer in New Jersey as well as potential new clients about expanding into the Garden State. You'll see a, a lot more becoming available relatively soon, Hartman said to um, to Brewbound. And, and in order to service New Jersey, Remarkable has added several delivery trucks to its fleet, hired additional drivers, sales reps, and administrative employees. They added the next step will be to secure warehouse space in New Jersey. So as they continue to hit their goals, they'll add more service into New Jersey, and obviously a warehouse would be a huge step. Um, Remarkable's expansion into New Jersey doesn't foretell a broader expansion effort, however, as the company is focused on growing its business in New York and New Jersey. 
Uh, Hartman sees endless potential. Again, this uh, telling this to Brewbound, a great um, news website uh, that I use quite often. Thus far, McKellar, Gunhill, Prairie, and Zero Gravity have drawn the most interest in New Jersey. That that on, honestly doesn't surprise me. McKellar beers are great. If you if you haven't been to City Field yet to the brewery, definitely take the trip out there. Especially now that it's the off season, there's parking right at the ballpark. You can walk uh, right in, and uh, they have a really great setup. Gunhill beers. Uh, are really good too. Prairie is awesome. That's off the chain. Zero gravity, very good as well. So um, this is pretty cool. So for Remarkable, the model has worked for them. Sales are up uh, 30% in New New York State year to date. The company also has been ranked 1,398th on Inc. 5,000's list of the fastest growing companies. It's the third consecutive year in which Remarkable made the cut. Revenue of $17.1 million in 2017, a growth of 339% over the last three years. And basically they're saying there's no magic that we're doing anything in secret that has allowed us to prosper. Um, basically what Hartman told uh, Brewbound was, the cost of getting off the ground can be high. Most startups struggle to grow their business on cash flow alone because the question is why isn't there more craft-only distribution? And that's part of the reason is a lot of these guys don't have the cash flow, um, and so it's it's difficult to get going. So you're trying to hook on to these bigger distributors that have had the practice and have done it uh, before. That's that's the big deal. So kudos to Remarkable for getting a lot of these new beers uh, into New Jersey. That's awesome. Some of the price points on some of these beers, you might have st- some sticker shock, you know, 17 and $20 for a four-pack of beer. But to be honest with you, the beer is outstanding. It is definitely uh, well worth it. And the folks from Weyerbacher, they're excited to announce the addition of Rico Guave to their full lineup. It is out now at Weyerbacher. It's a 9% ABV sour ale. It's brewed with pineapple and guava. Um, the 16-ounce cans and on draft. Again, it's available at Weyerbacher's Tap Room now. And, of course, uh, it'll also be available throughout their distribution area. So you definitely want to check that out if you're into uh, sours. That the newest one uh, from Weyerbacher. And then, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention about how Bill Coors uh, the, uh, the the creator and iconic American brewer uh, passed away last week at the age of 102. Now, look, I know that people are not fans of Coors. It's big beer. But you have to understand, 65 years, uh, Bill Coors uh, was with the company and helped transform a regional brewery distributing in just a couple of western states into the one of the world's largest breweries. Uh, under his watch, Coors revolutionized the beer industry with the introduction of the recyclable aluminum beer can in 1959. And it's it's interesting to note that, and I don't want to get into, you know, there's you know, stuff about what uh, Bill Coors did, that he was this, that, and the other thing. I'm not talking about that. What he did for beer, for at least for Coors beer, to expand it beyond this regional, uh, you know, couple of western states, and to build it into the brand that he built it in, and then, of course, eventually selling it. Uh, what's remarkable about it is the how I found out about Coors Beard. You know how I found out? The television show Magnum P.I. Thomas Magnum used to always drink Coors Beer. It was available in Hawaii, one of the few western areas. Now, I don't know if it was available in Hawaii, but he always used to drink a Coors Beer, regular Coors, not Coors Light, Coors Beer. And I always just say to myself, wow, Coors Beer, Coors Beer. Never had that before. Now, obviously, I'm tw- you know, 10, 11 years old. Never seen that before. Always saw Budweiser. But eventually, within a couple of years, Coors started to make the move across the country. And by the time I was 
probably 15 or 16, I think, I was stocking the shelves at the deli that I worked at with Coors beer. It was like the new thing. Wow, you got to get it in, got to get it in. And suddenly it exploded, and then it was vying for shelf space with Budweiser. So, you know, as much as you want to maybe knock uh, Coors and what they've done, this guy developed a beer that spread out across the country. It's pretty remarkable when you think about it. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Bill Coors dead at the age uh, of 102. He passed away, obviously, uh, last week. Not, you know, crazy stuff. And again, you know, now a possible beer shortage because of, um, because of climate change. Climate change is real, folks. Whether you believe it or not, it's real. There's, there's issues there. There's a reason why we're getting hit with these massive hurricanes, uh, what seemingly should be once-in-a-century storms. Now we're getting them every couple of years. There's something going on there. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Go- People that are much smarter than me know what's going on. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Joe Walsh doesn't understand the timing of the Haley resignation. Three, four weeks before the midterm elections, one of the, if not the most popular member of Trump's team, announces her resignation now? Now? The timing makes no sense. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 9, right before Eric Metaxas at 11, and AM 970. The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I had cancer, I have fibromyalgia, I have nerve damage and fatigue, um, I have thalassemia, I'm hypoglycemic. So my life since cancer, I've had to learn how to live with it. But starting Balance of Nature, I felt that the first month I felt different. It made such a difference that... Now I wake up, my head feels clearer, I have more energy. Very rarely does my body cramp up anymore. It's the best thing. It's just amazing. I, I, I don't know what to say. I just would <laughs> not be what I am today if I didn't start Balance of Nature. For a limited time, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. How do Trump's policies affect small business? Where's cryptocurrency headed? Find out every Sunday afternoon at 1 on Newsmax TV's newest show, What's the Deal? Hosted by Wall Street entrepreneur John Tobacco. What's the Deal is a show unlike any other. It's where politics meets the economy. Catch John Tobacco and an array of special guests. Bypass the NFL and tune into Newsmax TV this Sunday afternoon at 1. Go to NewsmaxTV.com and find out how you can watch What's the Deal? Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready 
Just say to your Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, and you will be able to hear the program. I'm having some issues with my microphone here. This microphone arm is always loose, and I can never really get it at the right level that I like um, when I'm trying to speak to you. It's a little inside radio. Sorry about that, folks. But, uh, (laughs) you know, sometimes you want things just right. Some quick news before we get to suds and duds. Our final segment of the program uh, got this uh, late uh, the other day. Uh, the brewery excited to announce for a limited time the exclusive Reserve Society is open for enrollment to the public. The Reserve Society, the only way to get exclusive access to the brewery's most innovative and exciting barrel-aged and traditional Fodor sour beers. Pickup is available in California and in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Shipping is available throughout California. Remember, the brewery opened uh, a um, kind of a satellite office uh, in Union Station, uh, God, how long ago is it? Six months ago? Has it been six months already? I know it's. I, it, I know it was this year. Um, so they're they're open now in Washington, but they're also open, obviously, in Orange County, California. Uh, they launched the Reserve Society back in two thousand nine. the The goal was to share some of their more esoteric beers. Uh, but for just a few weeks, the brewery is opening enrollment to the general public. This year's membership offers exciting new formats like 16-ounce cans, 375-milliliter bottles, in addition to incredible members-only beers. The Reserve Society membership will cost you $300, but it includes 14 750-milliliter equivalent-included bottles, an annual value of $425 in beer. Uh, your choice of barrel-aged beers only, sour beers only, or a mix of both. 15% off additional purchases online and in the tap rooms. Access to reserve member tap list in the tasting rooms. Access to members-only events like the Black Tuesday release party. Early access to offshoot beer releases, including uh, seller use for purchase beers till two twenty-eight twenty. So that would be two years away, about a year and a half. And the first chance to review to renew... Uh, for the following year. Some of the planned offerings for this year, that also includes, uh, the membership includes access to incredible archive and seller releases. Uh, The planned year's releases are uh, Apple Saf. It's an apple brandy barrel-aged wheat wine co-fermented with Macintosh apples. An amped-up version of Chocolate Rain with more cacao and more vanilla. Cherry Chocolate Rain and decadent variants of So Happens it's Tuesday, so the enrollment is now open. If you want to join, if you live in or around the Washington, D.C. area, or if you're in California, they'll ship it throughout the state of California. They will not ship outside of the state. Uh, just go to thebrewery, com for more information, and you will get the full list of uh, beers and added benefits to this club. Again, membership costs 300 bucks, but you get uh, at least $425 worth of beer. So, you know, if you're into... Uh, a lot of the barrel-aged and sour beers that the brewery puts out, uh, which some of them are fantastic. And if you're into that type of stuff, that's definitely something that you would want to join at thebrewery.com. If you li- and listen, if you're a, you know, a driving distance to uh, D.C. and you can get over to Union Station, it might be something that you'd want to uh, take part in. All right, so suds and duds. Here we go. Uh, a couple things from um, – I had one one beer from Breakside Brewery. They had sent me some stuff a while ago, finally getting around, getting around to cracking some of these things open because I had taken a little time off from drinking. Uh, Thirst Trap, one of their IPAs, really great, nice hop uh, to this one. little lemon aroma, too. Uh, Breakside is making some fantastic beers. If you catch them in New York, uh, they're not uh, selling in New Jersey right now, but if you're in New York City and you get a chance to get some Breakside beer, definitely uh, pick it up or have a glass of it. It is well worth it. Um, had this Dankwood by Founders. 
uh, for a while. This had been sitting in my fridge, to be honest with you. Had been sitting in there for months, uh, and uh, finally got around. Um, finally got around to it, and it is uh, still boozy, slightly muted. It smoothed out a little bit, so I was kind of happy with that. I was a little afraid to drink that one on my own because I felt like it was going to be way too boozy for me for an for an IPA and a red IPA. So I, I was I was a little afraid to. I'll be honest, I was a little afraid to drink it because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. Uh, but I do like it. Not bad, really good. Uh, and again, letting it sit for a little while kind of mellowed it out a little bit. Um, the Shake Chocolate Porter by Boulder Beer Company. Uh, the first time I had this, I didn't like it, and that was a while ago. But the next time around here, they must have done something to change this a little bit. This time around, it was delicious. Chocolate, little sweet, mild coffee flavor. In fact, it's a beer that, um, uh, oh, my God, why am I drawing a blank now uh, at his name? <laughs> we have him every Tuesday on the Piscopo Show. Chef David Burke, my goodness. This is what happens, folks. Chef David Burke, uh, a couple weeks ago, he came in, and a lot of the stuff that he brought in, actually all the stuff that he brought in, was cooked in beer. And one of the beers that he used was the Shake Chocolate Porter because, of course, the chocolate and the coffee, uh, mixing it in with whatever it is that you're cooking. So he had an extra can, and he left it for me, so I'm glad he did. Thanks, Chef. I appreciate that. Uh, I had the Curmudgeon's Better Half uh, from Founders. This was one uh, that was sent to me just recently, uh, a Wild Ale uh, barrel-aged, r- boozy, smooth, to me, a perfect uh, nightcap beer, without a doubt. Um, that's one that you crack open with a couple of friends. Maybe you're sitting by the fire, it's getting colder, um, and you pour that one out, and you kind of have that, and you kind of nurse your way through uh, maybe the embers of the fire. That is definitely uh, something to uh, to enjoy with a group of friends. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, uh, the answer, uh, and uh, Jubilation, their 21st anniversary beer by Schmaltz. I- I've had this sitting in the back of my refrigerator probably nine months, at least, because it was sent to me in December of last year, and I never got around to it, and I was finally clearing stuff out of the fridge, and I said, boy, let me let me break this out. You know, I was getting together with a couple friends. Let me break this out and see how it is. And boy, I'll tell you, thick maple syrup, boozy, but just super smooth going down. Um, I'm so glad I was able to share this. Uh, with a couple of my friends. That, uh, again, another one of those, wow, this is really good. Uh, a, a good drinking beer. And I, again, glad I had a big enough bottle that I could share with a bunch of people because it just it makes the night more enjoyable when you're sharing beers and you're sharing good stuff, having good conversation with friends. I think we were playing uh, um, Cards Against Humanity uh, while we were doing, while we were drinking that beer. So, uh, Made for some interesting responses, let's put it that way. Uh, the River of Beer up in North Jersey, uh, Passaic County. This is a great little place uh, if you're looking for a craft beer bar and uh, you know to, to, to check out some really good things. I think they have 15 taps. But what's cool about the River of Beer is they're doing a thing now. I don't know if they got the screens from Untapped. I am, I'm assuming they did. Uh, but they have all of their beers. They have three screens, all of their beers that are currently on tap. They have check-ins from people on the bottom. So if you're at the bar and you check in, you get to see your check-in. And then the third screen is upcoming beers that they're getting ready to tap, uh, cans and bottles that they have available, and then some stuff down the road that they're going to, you know, they're going to open up as, uh, you know, time goes on. Really cool, super easy to figure out. And all you have to do is name it by number. I'll get ticket number two. I'll take a number seven. And they have the taps all ready to go uh, to pour. The, The food is very good. The beer selection is outstanding. So started off with an easy jack by Firestone Walker. Great hop, piney. Hard to believe it's a session ale. Definitely something I could crush uh, all night long. 
delicious if you like uh, those those easy type of session ales uh, to ease into drinking an IPA. Had the Stone Enjoy by 1031.18. Bitter, piney, not a ton of hop. Very tasty, though. This is one, uh, again, I love these Stone's Enjoy buys. Get it in, get out, you know, drink it fresh. That's how IPA should be drank or, or drunk. Um, it is it is a delicious beer. Uh, you got a, you got about a week or so left to catch it. If you do get it, you will not be disappointed. Um, and then uh, let's see the drip down by Brotherton. Brotherton making a very good, dank, juicy, and tasty IPA. Nice work from the boys at Brotherton. And then uh, I had a t- what what was the last one? Yeah, Wild Turkey Old Fashioned by Anderson Valley Brewing. I had a taster of this. I ended up not getting a full glass. Boozy but not over the top. Again, reminded me of a nightcap type of beer uh, from the folks in Anderson Valley. Uh, you really got that bourbon flavor out of it, uh, for sure, no doubt in my mind. Uh, but it was it was just it was an interesting one of those. I was looking for a good nightcapper and trying to figure out which one I wanted to um, wanted to taste. I tasted that one. I ended up not getting a full glass, so uh, it, it 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 worked out. It, it worked out for the best. So uh, you know, there's our suds and duds segment for the week. But uh, just wanted to let you know, on next week's program, we are going to have the co-founder of Founders Brewing, Dave Engbers, and brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki on the program. Founders is doing an event in New York City that I'll be attending, uh, and then they're going to be coming in the studio the next day uh, to tape an interview with me. So the co-founder of uh, Founders, Dave Engbers, and uh, brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki will be my guests in the studio next week on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. You do not want to miss it. They are tapping a bunch of different beers um, for uh, this event that they're doing, and they're also revealing the last barrel-age release of 2018, and they're also tapping the last keg of Canadian breakfast out at this event that I am going to next week. So we'll get the sam- I'll get to sample that as well, which is very, very cool down on the Lower East Side. So excited about that. That should be fun. So on next week's program, Dave Engbers and Brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki from Founders Brewing. Looking forward to talking with them. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce. Uh, no guests on the program this week. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday with you on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.